You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Steven. And I'm Brett. And we are the Broadway Broadway Husbands. Husbands. We're all-American married couple making their living in the arts and pursuing a growing family. On the Broadway Husbands podcast, we offer advice from our ordinary lives under extraordinary circumstances. We are living proof that you can love who you love and love what you do. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. And if you really love us... Make sure you leave a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Broadway Husbands. Don't forget to check out the Broadway Podcast Network, which we are proud to be members of by going to broadwaypodcastnetwork.com backslash broadwayhusbands. And check out broadwaylifeapparel.com to purchase merchandise that goes to help the Actors Fund and other organizations at this time at broadwaylifeapparel.com. Calm. All right, Stephen. We don't have guests today, so we're talking about us. What are we talking about? So it's just the two of us. Just the two, two of us. us. Um. So today, 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 I think we should talk about um selling our apartment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we do have exciting news. Yes, we do. We sold our apartment. Yay! So we've had this crazy long journey with this apartment. Journey, yeah. It's definitely been a yeah a long journey. We purchased our apartment. home in the East Village of Manhattan um, in 2010. 2010. And we were very lucky to have been able to do something like that. I never would have thought we would have owned property in Manhattan. But of course, um, it's always been kind of a a pain in the butt because we were a little bit house poor for most of the time that we've owned it. It's about 10 years now Yeah, because paying New York city taxes when you're an unemployed actor is pretty much impossible. And we went through bouts of unemployment during the last 10 years where we were really struggling. Right. Yeah. I don't know that we were really struggling. I think that we just, there was a year, it was 2013, was kind of like a slow year for both of us. I was working in, at one point in 2013, I think six jobs at one time. That's right. I remember it was awful. I mean, yeah. And tour guiding for three different companies and it was in the winter. Mm-hmm. So I was giving walking tours of New York City and like sub-zero <laughs> temperatures. Yeah. And you were traveling a I lot. I was traveling a lot. I just wasn't. 
my gigs that I was doing were just kind of very sporadic, I remember. So like there was a lot of like do something and then wait around audition and then wait for the next thing. So it just wasn't like consistent, I would say, is really what the issue was. Which is exactly what we said, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, yeah, it wasn't consistent. This is the life of an actor. And, totally. Um, and so we have had this apartment. It's it's been sort of a, a I love this apartment because I love the neighborhood. I love yeah. the East Village. I love the neighborhood. It's like basically what sold us on it. And but how would you describe the apartment for someone who's never seen it? Um, I would say it's I wouldn't call it tiny, but because it's not tiny. I, it's it's a small small one bedroom with really a, high ceiling it's in a tenement building it is in a tenement building and so it's like 600 square feet the layouts it's kind of a railroad layout and we're on the fourth floor so it's a walk up to the fourth floor there's no elevator right so that's like when we first bought it both of our parents were really upset with us because now we can never at least my parents now we can never come see you i can't walk up those stairs i mean even though they of course did and um but yeah it's four four flights up definitely there were times when we first bought it like when you were doing billy elliott where you would come home and be like oh my god those stairs at the end of the night after doing a show yeah. are no fun yeah but i don't mind them anymore i, I don't mind them anymore either I'm but i think in the beginning adjusted because... to it but we ended up after five years of living here we ended up deciding because that that 2013 yeah. And 14 was a little rough that we were like, you know what? We could rent it out. And if we rent it out, that'll pay the mortgage and maintenance. And we could move to like a cheaper place uptown. Yeah. Which we did. And then we became landlords. Yeah. Which came with other, not issues, but just kind of, you know, when things needed to be fixed. You know, it's not like you're scot-free and people are just paying the mortgage and maintenance. You obviously have to... Um, take care of things as they come up, which is not an issue, but you know, it just starts to feel like, oh God, all any money that maybe we're making from doing this is like, it's going just to the going boiler back to, or going, going to, to the boiler or the heater, the heater or, or like the washer and dryer was breaking down a lot recently or not recently, but at one point and you know, and yes, that was a perk. We had a washer and dryer. Yeah. 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 But we decided after five years and then after going to Charleston, the goal when we moved to Charleston. Wait, wait, wait. We need to rewind a little bit. So in 2016 was the first time we tried to sell. Oh, right. So so at this point, it was probably like a little bit more than a year and a half that we had been renting it. And we decided to try and sell it. And... I don't know, honestly, thinking back, and I don't know what we were thinking. We, I think, put it on the market in October, right? in October, right before the presidential election of 2016. Which, I, I'm shocked that our, broker. our brokers weren't like, no, don't do that. No one ever said, no, don't do that. Well, well we brought Did it they? up. We would bring it up and they'd be like, it's not going to be an issue. <laughs> Right. They're like, it'll be fine. Right? Yeah. We brought it up and they'd be like, no, elections don't don't affect it. But it was such a tumultuous time. I mean, still, still is. But. Um, <laughs> but we ended up listing it in October and then Christmas and 
time came and right and then it was just like nothing was happening yeah. we did get an offer a cash offer we did get a couple i feel like we got towards the end towards so we the end. It, our tenants moved out oh, wait so yeah so that's what i wanted to say so in october of 2016 we had decided to sell it and i remember it was actually the night that we went to see hamilton on broadway which is really cool but before we went up to um see the show we stopped here to tell, to, the to tell the tenants and just to kind of see what the apartment looked like because it had been like almost two years since we had seen it and just see the condition and see what we would have to like paint or fix or whatever. Um, but the apartment looked amazing. They kept it in amazing shape. Um, but we told them that we were going to start selling the apartment and they took that as, oh my God, we need to find a new apartment like stat. So within a week, of us telling them they then were like hey um we found a place in brooklyn found a place in brooklyn because their lease was going to be up in january that was it right mm -hmm. and so so they wanted us to let them out of the lease early which <laughs> we were like we were, were nice people so we were like sure yeah. so then we had the apartment <laughs> empty from december, december to may to may so we were paying and and my show had closed so what was i doing at the time oh i guess i was doing hello dolly yeah yeah i'm like so yeah i was working um so we were paying all that twice you know the rent and the maintenance until may and then no one was um, going to buy it. We did get an offer at the end, but it was kind of too late. Like it was just like, we can't hemorrhage any more money while we're waiting for you to get your mortgage close, and all that stuff. Yeah. And like, so we just decided to put tenants in again. Um, and then, and then we moved to Charleston. And then in, a year later, we moved to Charleston in 2018. Yeah. Um, and so they were still here. And the intent was after we decided if we like Charleston to sell the apartment, right. list it again. Yeah. In the spring this in time. In the spring. In the spring. And then it would hopefully sell pretty quickly because it's spring yeah. and it's a great location. It is, and it's also it's a, a really apartment. cute apartment. It's super cute. It's very nice. We have, um, this is funny. We have, um, I want to tell them about the city windows. We have these things, these windows called city windows. What? I think they're actually called city quiet City. Windows. Well, they're called city quiet, but I just call them city windows because when we first started looking at apartments to buy there was like one apartment that i loved and i remember it wasn't like loud outside per se from like noise of like people or honking or weird stuff like that but it was just like constant flow of traffic i remember and i was like god that's really loud like i don't know and our broker was like you just get city windows and i was like city windows what's city windows anyways they're an actual thing and they have like completely soundproof this apartment yeah we're actually in the bedroom right now and which is faces, on second avenue yeah. in st marks and it's just so quiet it's so quiet so i don't know where i was going with that well the story is really good because <laughs> we moved into this apartment <laughs> and stephen was like i'm gonna um just get an estimate for <laughs> for city windows city windows so the guy comes and like measures and I wasn't here. I don't, he wasn't here. I don't yeah. remember where I was, but I. <laughs> but he ended up like saying, "Oh, it's like two thousand dollars or whatever per was. window, or I don't remember what it was." 
And Steven at the time was doing, like I said, he was doing Billy Elliot. He was making really good money and getting all these Nutcracker gigs and making really great money. So, um, and we had just moved in. You were probably in Florida. I think you were doing um, oh, anything, goes. anything goes at the Malt Super. That's where you were because it was right when we moved in. Anyway, he was like, I don't know. I'm going to wait and see. But this guy estimated it was like $2,000 or $2,500 for both windows. I don't remember what it was. And I was like, let's just wait. Let's just wait and see if we. I was being cheap. We get any more jobs or whatever. <laughs> and I think it was literally like two months later. Two months later, we get a call. Hello, Mr. Hannah. Um, your city quiet windows are in. When can we come install, install them? them? And I was like, what? What do you mean? I They just came for an estimate. I, I wasn't sure. I never okayed it. Like I never said. And they were like, yeah. And, and then I was like, Stephen, did you give them your credit card? <laughs> and he was like, well, yeah, but I thought I had to for the estimate. <laughs> so it turns out because we had just moved, there was a lot of charges on the card and I literally just paid it all off. I remember it being a lot, but I remember thinking it was just because of the move and all. Anyways, so I had paid for them and not even realized. And anyways, so... They came, and we are so grateful that they did. And um, he was like, well, what do I do? And I was like, well, they're going to install them. They're like custom for the apartment. You already paid for it. (laughs) And we're so glad. We are, because it's city quiet. I mean, it's like... like, um, On a Saturday night on St. Mark's Place. It's super rowdy. It's so rowdy, and and you cannot tell when you're in this apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I love this apartment. I think I've loved it, always loved it more than Stephen has. It's true. When we moved in, my my first reaction was always, oh my God, because we had, you know, we had a much bigger apartment before we moved in here. And so the downsize was shocking for me, I think. And I think I never really adjusted to it almost well our furniture didn't really fit yeah in the beginning our furniture didn't and fit. it yeah. wasn't very organized no and i definitely when we moved back last year so here's the funny thing okay so we 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 tried to sell it last year we listed it in the spring this 2019 and it doesn't we get an offer literally the first week oh, we right. got this this it offer was in march and we were like great great perfect. and then I think literally, and we like, told our tenants. we told our tenants they had to move out because we sold the apartment. And literally the week before they move out, the people pulled their pulled offer. their offer. So then it went, here we, we were just like, again. oh my god! And we, and if you've heard us talk about Charleston, we really took a huge risk in Charleston, and we lost a lot of money. And we came back last summer really in debt and just really struggling. So. To have to pay the mortgage and maintenance was like, we didn't know how we we're going to do it. We really literally didn't know how we we're going to do it. And luckily, we have some really amazing friends who let us stay in their place uptown. Right. And we could keep the apartment empty. Steven was out of town working in Sacramento. And I came and I painted the entire apartment by myself for two days. He did. I was so stressed out. He was so stressed out. He kept calling me. He was like, I'm painting. I'm so tired. And I was like. Well, why don't you just stop or no, wait I for like, me? We're going to push this to... through. I want to sell this apartment. So I painted the whole thing. But it wasn't about selling it at that point. Yeah, we was. were just moving in. No, it was not. Oh, right. It was still about selling we it. We were sorry. still trying to sell it. Yeah, sorry. And he was like, if it gives, he was like, if you get it a nice paint job, like a nice fresh paint job, right. it'll sell. It'll probably sell a lot faster. That's right. So I came in and I was like, oh, shit, right. we're going to sell this mother. Yeah, because so, there was no furniture in it at this point. 
so we I painted it all bright white and um, and just to try to increase the chances of it selling. And it just didn't sell like we just didn't get any offers and we were pretty bummed. And so then in August of last year, we were like, let's just move back in. Actually, we went to the Actors Federal Credit Union and the mortgage department who we already had our mortgage through. And we we basically said, look, we've both been in multiple Broadway shows and we're back in New York and we made a mistake and we're moving back. And we can, we please can you help us refinance our mortgage? <laughs> And, and they, they were, they they're amazing. Yeah. And so they, even though we didn't have jobs, they looked at our resumes and, and, and our history and said, yeah, there's no problem. I mean, it's not like we didn't ever pay our bills yeah. or anything. So they helped us out so much. And that was in August. And, and then I booked Wicked in November and we were like, great, well, great. we're going to just stay here for a mm-hmm. while. And then COVID. And then COVID happened in March. And so, so we weren't had no intention of we were gonna like just stay. We deferred our mortgage when COVID mm-hmm. hit, which a lot of banks were doing, and we were pretty happy with that. And we were gonna keep deferring until we knew what was happening. And then our mortgage, our sorry, our real estate broker called us. Well, no, so COVID hit, and then we actually went out of town for. We were there for three months. We went to Pittsburgh, and while we were in Pittsburgh, we talked about that already. No, I know. Oh, okay. But I'm just saying it wasn't like we were here. Right. Like we weren't here. Yeah. And then we got a call from our mortgage broker and he said, I have a colleague who has um, somebody who's interested in seeing your apartment because I guess they saw the listing or the old listing or maybe they asked him if they he knew knew any of knew any. And apartments. we were like, well, we're not there. We're like, yeah, we'll entertain an offer. Go ahead. Check it out. The apartment looks great, too. Like, cause- And we were literally like. They'll probably make an offer and we'll say no because no. I, if you don't, in the fall I put a lot of TLC into this yeah. apartment. I decorated and and we had just finished buying like a new, a new sofa new and I put up a beautiful chair. mirror and like yeah. I did a little Wayfair. You got just what I need. Yeah, and made it really nice and really livable. Which of course then they saw and, they and made saw an offer. <laughs> <laughs> and so we decided. You know, it was it was good enough and we decided to do it. So that's kind of how it happened. And we felt like it was sort of like a blessing during this um, crazy time. Right. It was like this really big, bright spot. And, um, you know, at one point I, I was kind of leaning towards saying no. And then I took a day or two days and I was like, I remember we were actually painting my brother's house where we were staying in Pittsburgh. And I, I was like painting by myself. I remember I painted the living room by myself downstairs and you were upstairs. And I had this whole like, just like thought process of like, okay, what do I want? Like, what do I really want? Like, do I want to just hang on to this apartment for like the sake of hanging on and like not getting like the exact number that I want. Cause like, it wasn't the exact number that I want, but it was like close to it anyways. So I was like, what is it that I want? Do I want to sell the apartment to move forward with my life or an our life? Or do we want to just hold on and still be st- not stuck with it, but s- in the same situation. And then who knows what's going to happen? Like, you know, what the process of, like recovery is going to be like through all of this. And so I just kind of was like, we have to do this. Like we have to say yes, like let's do it. So it was kind of like a, a moment of clarity where I was just like, what is it that we really want? Like, what are we going for here? Like, is this where we really see ourselves in the next five years and is living in this apartment still? And I know that sounds weird, but just, it feels like 
just the right time for a lot we of kept saying reasons. oh we, we can make it work like if we have a baby if we have a baby and like, i do wicked this is a great location to like get to and from work totally and we could make it work It'd at least for tight. the first year it would be very tight but the fact that during the pandemic someone made not just an offer a cash offer yeah and and it was close enough to what we wanted you know so it was like we should do it like what are we waiting for <laughs> let's just get you know let's just take advantage of that i think the universe and, or god is telling us something so let's just do it with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So we accepted the offer and we just literally signed the papers this week and we're moving out August 3rd. I'm not sure when this episode will release. Yeah, but we'll probably be on the road at that point. And our yeah. plan really is to take it like we've been doing one day at a time. Yeah, and just kind of... You know, we're going to go and do do various things. And um, we're going to take you guys with us. We gonna decided take, yeah. to do a, a little mini series about our adventures to and from New York. Because why not? Yeah. We just don't really know what's going to happen. So we are moving out of this apartment. We've our very first home that we've ever owned. We've been here, we've owned it for 10 years. It's interesting though too, it's like, when we first moved back in in August, I wanna say this too because it's like, there was like, sorry, I keep saying like. Um, the people that we were in 2010 are not, at least I can speak for myself, I'm not the same person in 2020. And when we moved back in in 2019, I remember I was in the apartment by myself and I was, you know, just doing, um, household things that I had done millions of times in here, you know, like familiar scrubbing of the um, kitchen um, counters and doing the laundry. And I was I think I was cooking something and I, I didn't do a lot of cooking when we lived here before. And it was just like, I was in this familiar pattern, but I felt like a totally not totally different, but I felt like I had grown in such a like, big way or at least was different I don't know if growth is the word or different or change I was just different and so it feels like it kind of felt it just feels time it feels time to like move forward but it is it's super cute and we do love the neighborhood but yeah I don't know how we'll ever be able really to afford to live downtown Manhattan ever again and I'm okay with that yeah we're thinking when we come back we might be in the suburbs or you know, oh, who knows? or Inwood or someplace yeah. like, you know, further uptown where you can have more space because that's ultimately the issue. Yeah, 
That's always been the issue with the For the apartment. cost of what you're spending versus the amount of space, it's a, it's a little tight. We need something to grow into again, you know? So sayonara to our very first home on the East Village. I, it will always hold a magical place to us. Uh, to, to, my, to me, it'll be, always be a magical place. Um, right now, the neighborhood is changing a lot with COVID-19 and everything shut down. I mean, our one block... There's everything. The, the corner of our street right here, every single thing is closed. Yeah. There, uh, there's construction across the street and some scaffolding, and there's a little village of homeless people that have moved in under the scaffolding. And when I say moved in, I mean they have furniture, TV. They have like it looks like a, a yeah. They have a mirror up where they can kind of like check themselves. Yeah, I know it's like literally looks like a living room. <laughs> and we watched a guy shooting up the other day, so yeah. I'm a little nervous for this neighborhood. I feel like it's going to take a step back from the growth that it's had over the last probably 20 years already. It feels more like the 90s and what rent was like than it does what it feels like now, you know, like like pr present day period. So we're gonna keep sending some love and prayers to this neighborhood and especially to the homeless population here who are being deeply affected by yeah. COVID-19. We actually, you know, one of the things that we need to do is really look into um, the best charities to donate to, to help the homeless of New York and help the homeless of the United States because it's deeply um, disturbing and sad. And I think what's so frightening about it is that, you know, we're in such an uncertain time and it's, it's hard not to um, think like, wow, this could be me. You know what I mean? Like everyone just because of the uncertain time it's like everyone's could be on the brink of like who knows what so we definitely need to find some really good places yeah. to donate yeah to so if you uh, we'll leave some links we'll do some research we'll yeah leave some links for you guys in the yeah. show notes if you want to help contribute to the east village uh supporting new york city right now especially people like us who are in the arts who are being dislo dislocated, relocated. <laughs> I hope not dislocated. Being relocated for the time being, temporarily, until Broadway comes back. But we will be taking you guys on our adventure. We don't really know where we're going to be headed, but we will keep you uh, abreast. And we're going to, we got this new little fancy mic so we can record our podcast in the car on our way. Anywhere. And always feel free to leave us a message on Instagram and let us know what you want to hear more of on these podcasts. Now, we're going to do our segment that we call Spotlight on Love. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to leave this person anonymous because uh, that's just what I'm going to do. He <laughs> says, hey, guys. Oh, well, I'm not going to read that part. So, so he just says, hey, guys. So I always see on your story about how you, to DM guys about relationship advice. And I've been wanting to. Anyways, so he's just saying, hey, I want to message you guys a message about relationship. All right. He says, so me, he says actually my and my, but he says, so me and my ex-boyfriend started dating at the beginning of COVID and then broke up at the end of the lockdown in May. So I'm 20. And he is 20 years older than me. And ever since the breakup, we have been friends and we still hang out a lot and watch drag race and such together. 
We will still like sit on the couch, that's what it says, and cuddle while watching, and we do still kiss and make out and such. And I don't want to ruin the friendship, but I also want it to turn back into a relationship because I know that I'm not what's best for him, especially since we are in very different stages of our lives. So I was wondering what your take on it would be if we should just be normal friends or you guys think this is normal. Um, I came out in September of 2018, so I haven't been out long at all, and I was engaged to my first boyfriend, so my gay life has not been, has not really been normal, lol, so that's why I'm looking for advice. Okay, alright, what do we think, Steven? <laughs> I have thoughts, but you go ahead. Okay, well, so you're gonna, like, I, I think that your gut is probably right you know you just said it i think your answers in your question um he's 20 years older you're in different places in your life um you know i think that you need to honor those thoughts and feelings and you know that you said it you know um that doesn't mean that you can't be friends um but i think by um hanging out and kissing and uh, whatever else is going on, um, that that's only confusing the relationship and um, not allowing you to move forward because by this taking up space in your life and in your head and in your heart, you're unable to be open to the other possibilities around you. So if you really believe that you're in different stages of your life, I think that it's respectful to have a conversation with him and say exactly that. Um, you know, and, and as far as this other notion of like having a normal gay life or whatever that means, I think you're referring to like meaning that you have to hook up or sleep with a lot of people. That's just an assumption. Um, but like, do you don't worry about what other people are doing. If, if you've been engaged and now you're dating this other guy or about to maybe possibly break up, it's okay to just date one or two people. You know, I don't think that you need to date the world or sleep with the world or, you know, you do you, you are attracted to who you're attracted to. And, you know, I don't think that that's an issue. I guess my con my confusion is, first off, what is this idea of normal and like let go of that stuff because there is nothing normal. There's no no such thing as normal. It's about really owning what it is you want and really stating what it is you want and being clear and using your age as an excuse to say, well, I'm 20 and I don't know what I want is is not it's not acceptable because you do know what you want. It doesn't matter what age you are. If you know that this, you, you want to be available for a relationship and this is not the relationship you want, then you know what you want. So I think just say it, yeah. like have an open communication. You're not going to hurt someone, especially because he is 20 years older than you. I'm he's sure he's understand. had more experience. Mm -hmm. So this isn't about normal. This is just about experience and know that what you want is what's normal because it's what you want. It's specific to you. Yeah. Um, I think that f 
to me, uh, you know, ask yourself, what, what is it you want? Do you want an open relationship? Do you want a monogamous relationship? Do you want commitment? Do you want to date people your age? Like, what is it that yeah. you've learned? Because every relationship is a chance to learn something, learn more about what's next for you and where you want to go. So what is it about this person? You're like, I like this and this and this, and that works for me, but I don't like this and this and this. And what are your non-negotiables when it comes to to dating and then take that information and move on and find the thing that you do want. Cause it does sound like the friendship, the friendship won't die, but yeah. if you set really clear boundaries about what the friendship is, you'll make space in your life for what you, again, what you really want. Yeah. Don't that's, you think? Well, yeah, that's what I said too. A little bit, yeah. a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I but hope I that was think, helpful. I think let go of this idea of normal. Like, yeah, just be what you. What is normal? You are normal. Like, that's you. You. <laughs> just I remember, that. like, you know, growing up and thinking, oh, we're, we're supposed to be normal. It's like, well, no one's normal. Even, there's like, just, the people that you think are normal aren't. There's not there's no such has thing. something happening or, yeah. Um, so as long as you're being healthy and you're, and especially right now with COVID, yeah. you know, maybe that's why this is working out because maybe right. it's convenient because of COVID and you don't want to expose him or yourself, but, but you also should trust that you're capable of taking care of yourself and go for what it is you really want. Yeah. That's my thought. I agree. All right. Well, thank you for writing in. If you yes. want unqualified relationship advice from us, send us a DM on Instagram or shoot us an email at broadwayhusbands.com and we will read your question on the air and answer it as best we can. <laughs> and we will see or talk to you guys in the next episode. Don't forget to love who you love and love what you do. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.